0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Bowl News. It's Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got all the details on Triple C chair Sean Patrick Maloney on the hot seat. Number two, a new Democratic poll is miserable for House Democrats. And number three, what you need to know about the primaries last night. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading... Punchbowl News AM with an in-depth report on the drama surrounding Sean Patrick Maloney and the New York uh, redistricting and what he is choosing to do in terms of where he's going to run. A lot of unhappy Democrats with SPM this morning.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, so let's let's um, let's just take this from the top here. Um Sean Patrick Maloney was drawn into a new district. Remember, Sean Patrick Maloney is the DCCC chairman. He he runs the campaign committee. He was drawn into a district um, where he does live, to be fair, but drawn into a district with, um, with Mondaire Jones. Uh, Mondaire Jones represents 73% of the district. 73%. That's a lot <laughs> of the district, um, including... Including uh, Maloney's house, which is in Putnam County, but also including White Plains, which is where Mondaire Jones lives. Remember, Mondaire Jones won a competitive Democratic primary um, last cycle uh, to replace the outgoing House Appropriations chair, Nita Lowy. Uh, She actually wasn't outgoing at the time. Nita Lowy was in Congress when Mondaire Jones announced his his primary bid. Maloney has said he's going to run in that district he says that's where I live that's you know I'm not moving my family I'm not moving my kids and this has rankled a lot a lot of Democrats almost everybody um, and uh, everybody that we could tell I mean there are some defenders but there are people who ask uh, whether the d triple c chair chair the d triple c chair can run in a primary while effectively serving as d triple c chair and that's a legitimate thing to say i mean uh, listen primary races have as a general proposition have bedeviled democrats for a long time uh, they don't get involved in primaries uh and that's that's been a point of contention uh For not only for the DCCC, but for the NRCC and for uh, other party committees who, who's, who, I mean, I, I've been pretty clear on this. We've talked about it a million times. I mean, these party committees should get involved in primaries. I guess this is why they don't. But, um, they, but you know, members of Congress deserve some protection, sitting members of Congress. But in this case, you have two members running against each other. Now, there are people who have told us that he should resign. That's how angry people are at Sean Patrick Maloney right now. They are furious at Sean Patrick Maloney for getting into this race. Now, Maloney basically, he's not. he says he doesn't even have a primary. He's like I'm running in the district where I live. He didn't even talk to Mondaire Jones before getting into this race. I talked to Maloney yesterday. I asked him, I mean uh, Mondaire Jones's um uh staff have have been livid, absolutely livid at um at Maloney and uh he wouldn't even comment on that. He said everyone needs to calm down. This will work itself out. Voters will choose. Not a sustainable position, Anna. Really, truly, not a sustainable position for a Triple C chair to just say, "I'm I'm in this race. I'm not talking to the other guy who wants it." And by the way, Mondaire Jones is an up and coming, up and rising, a rising star in the Democratic Caucus. Someone who is just uh, absolutely uh, 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 many people say is the future. One of the one of the pieces of the future of the Democratic Party. A um, a you know a progressive uh a, a person of color who has uh, you know a stanford undergrad harvard law graduate who has um who worked at the justice department very 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 impressive to a lot of democrats and to have a senior democrat get in a race against him n- not not to mention the d triple c chairman All the chair right. of the party committee
0: I don't know, I Jake. I just I, so I, I hear what you're saying. I get the frustration, but like, play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate for a moment, which is to say, all members care about at the end of the day is their next re-election, right? That we've said this the minute you get elected is the minute you start dialing for dollars, you know, for your next election race. And as much as elected office inside the 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 party that you are in matters. Maloney clearly feels like this is the the seat that he should be able that, to. Th-
1: there is no doubt about that.
0: <laughs> to, should run for, and you know, I mean, I, I think that no matter what, it was going to be ugly. Whenever there is member on member primary, one we aren't talking about today, but I know we are going to be talking about um, in the future is this other rewritten district with between Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney, also two you know two Democrats. I mean, who've got. You know, been in Congress for decades. But I mean, I I think that this is I don't I I don't I'm not surprised by Mondaire Jones and the frustration that's there. I do think what is going to be interesting and what is a sign of leadership is how does Sean Patrick Maloney deal with this? He can't just say, like, put up or shut up like everybody's going to you know, this is all going to be okay, right? You can't push this under to the side. This is leadership, how he chooses to run. And how he chooses to engage with Mondaire Jones or not says a lot about what I think his future in the leadership beyond the DCCC is, um, you know, because at this point, right, he's not doing much member management.
1: No, he's doing zero member management. So I hear what you're saying. I, I understand the the inclination and the impulse to care about your reelection. And that's what makes this very difficult, right? I mean, that's what makes this nearly impossible for the leadership and for Mondaire Jones and for Sean Patrick Maloney to handle is that he has this dual role, right? And you can't – I said this to him yesterday. I said you can't divorce these two things from each other. I mean you are the DCCC chairman and you're running against a sitting member of Congress who you haven't even spoken to about taking him on. I mean listen, there's been frustration with, with Maloney for a while. Um I, I I think that that frustration is boiling to the to the to the surface. Some Democrats are saying he needs to ha he needs they need to hold a delegation meeting to solve this issue. but Maloney has been has been completely unwilling to engage on this topic. He won't even concede he has a primary. 73% of the district isn't his. I understand he lives there. But if he were, let me put it this way, Anna. If this were another two members of Congress, two Democratic members of Congress, and not neither of them were in leadership, and the per, they would defer, they would defer, to the person who had seventy three percent of the damn district. I mean, there's no maybe, maybe doubt not. That. I don't
0: know if you can say that. I think that that I I, I don't know that
1: that's true. I mean, I think it's I mean clear. Uh, well. Gen, let's put it this way. Generally speaking, the person who has three quarters of the district gets the gets to run in the seat that he that he or she wants to run in. Um, but you're right. I mean, the the Carolyn Maloney, Jerry Nadler primary. They've been drawn into the same Manhattan district. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They have been. They have been. Um, uh, friends for five decades. They're both full committee chairs. That's going to be messy, too. Neither of them have leadership roles, although, again, they're both full committee chairs. Nadler on judiciary, Mal- uh, Carolyn Maloney on um, oversight. So that's going to be a, a messy, messy primary as well. So, you know... Uh, it, it, the only other thing is- I just think is important to note, though, is... He, he As you just said,
0: people have been upset with Sean Patrick Maloney for a while, frontliners in particular. This adds fuel to that fire, but it goes in a long line of Democrats being unhappy with their DCCC chair. You know, we saw that last cycle. We've seen it when, you know, oh, for P, m- multiple cycle, cycles.
1: I- Last cycle, I would and, – and as we're recording, Brez just texted both of us, this SPM stuff is crazy if you step back and look at it. So I think he's taking my side here, Anna.
0: I'm um, not saying – I'm not taking your side. I just think it's important to add a little context around the edges
1: here. Oh, that, I, I, Listen, you know. I get it. The, the guy wants to run for – it wants to win this is the CD has the, he thinks he has the best chance winning in. And, but you know, listen, this isn't going to be a tough, this isn't going to be easy for him to win the primary. It's not going to be tough, easy for him to win the general. It's going to be a tough competitive race in both fronts. And he's the triple C chair. Um, you know uh, it's gonna be difficult I, it's causing a lot of tent. i mean you gotta just you gotta concede and i'm i'm I know you're not conceding otherwise, I'm saying one has to concede This is a problem for Democrats, as you said, Anna, they need to figure out how they need to to mem to to manage this and they're not Maloney's we I think we could both agree on this. Maloney's not doing a good job managing this now, denying he has a primary, refusing to talk to Jones. None of those things are sustainable in the long run or in the short run. Agree.
0: It'll be very interesting to see where one Nancy Pelosi comes down on this. Well, Polo- but while
1: the leadership is backing Maloney right now, saying he doesn't have to step down from the DCCC chairmanship. Fair enough, but we'll have to see what Pelosi... But what she does behind the scenes, I think, is going to be very interesting. A- and remember, Pelosi's going to hold a news conference, <laughs> excuse me, I imagine tomorrow on Thursday... Um, Tomorrow morning is her typical news conference. Uh, the the house goes out for two weeks um, beginning on uh, uh, Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. The house is out. So tomorrow afternoon. So we imagine we'll hear from Pelosi tomorrow. Uh, and I, I can't I cannot imagine she's going to be able to avoid this topic.
0: All right. Let's uh, go to the number two topic of the morning from bad to worse for Sean Patrick Maloney. The D has an internal poll, and it shows House Democrats getting absolutely crushed. Jake, uh, you know, I think the 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 death march for House Democrats has been uh, we've all been on watch for it for quite a while, where they look at what's going to happen in the midterms. But wowzer, this is there's this new stunning poll that really shows uh, Democrats in a bad position. The generic Republican is beating the generic Democrat. Forty-seven to thirty-nine, according yep, to this lawmakers, is lawmakers, multiple ground, party officials.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry about that, Anna. This is in battleground districts. Uh, uh, generic Republican is um, is just trouncing uh, a, gen- a generic Democrat by eight points. Remember, Democrats have a um, have a built-in advantage on the generic ballot of about four points, uh, uh, and that is just it, it, that is to be down 8 points would indicate a um a wave for republicans um <laughs> i i mean i there's no other way to say it i mean and and, and backing this up a little bit um the frontliners are out outpacing joe biden's job approval by 28 21.8 points now, either that could be looked at as, as a, as as um, uh, by, uh, you know, commentary on Biden's low approval or the relative strength the House Democrats are both. But we have more data here. Uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund, which is the House Republican and Kevin McCarthy-Link Super PAC, polled 16 districts that Biden won by an average of eight points. They found the president's job approval rating is eight points underwater and the generic ballot is tied. What does that mean? Republicans believe that any seat that Biden is winning, that Biden won by eight or less, is actually the center of the map. (laughs) They believe that they are able to win in these Biden plus eight districts. That includes a broad swath of the Republican, uh, of the Democratic caucus, and would indicate that not only are these kind of marginal seats in play, but also these incredibly strong 8 points victory for Biden in a district is strong uh, those seats are in play as well in addition this poll said that 49% in these 16 districts in this republican poll say they want a republican in congress to provide a check on Biden rather than a democrat to help pass Biden Pelosi's agenda the average democratic incumbent uh was at 44% in these districts now it is only may the election is not today it's not tomorrow it's in November. It's also a republican poll it's also a republican poll um so i don't know i mean I, I i uh uh i find um i find this to be troubling if i were a democrat
0: all right let's move on to the number three story of the morning You've probably all checked out the morning coverage on what happened in Tuesday's primaries, but let's just go real quick, Jake, in terms of things that stood out. To us, I think um, obviously all eyes yesterday were on the Keystone State, what was happening in Pennsylvania. Um, John Fetterman, unsurprisingly, easily dispatched with Representative Connor Lamb uh, to win the Democratic nomination. Uh, what's interesting, though, is on the Republican side. Uh, in this race where you had Dr. Muhammad Oz, Um, Dave McCormick and Kathy Barnett and it seemed too close to call and you have Donald Trump going up against the club for growth, Uh, it remains still too close to call. Dr. Oz has 31.3% while Dave McCormick has 31.1% and that surging Kathy Barnett that got so much coverage in the last week came in a distant third at 24.8%.
1: Yeah, uh, a surprise there because Kathy Barnett was the... um uh the you know had been getting some steam in the last couple days remember the automatic recount in Pennsylvania is 0.5 percent 0.5 percent and Mehmet Oz and McCormick are within 0.2 percent so we imagine there's going to be a recount there pretty good for John Fetterman um uh, who just trumps Connor lamb um, amazing 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 uh, victory for him 59 to 26 and po- 26.4 I want to go over a few Couple more here. Anna um, uh, Doug Mastriano, state senator who was in D.C. for the January sixth riots, uh, is the Republican nominee for governor against Josh Shapiro. Shapiro is now the favorite in that race. Democratic AG Kurt Schrader, Republican, a Democratic incumbent, lost to Jamie McLeod Skinner. Uh, In Oregon, uh, it looks like he's going to lose. Rather, the vote is not completely tallied yet. Madison Cawthorn, who has been a scandal-prone Republican from Asheville who replaced Mark Meadows, went down against Chuck Edwards, a state senator. Edwards was backed by Tom Tillis. Uh, also important here in a race that we've covered, Andrea Salina, state representative in Oregon, easily beat Carrick Flynn 38 to 19 in a crowded field. Flynn had the backing of Sam Bankman Freed, a billionaire crypto uh, uh, titan, I guess you could say, whose super PAC dumped 15 million into uh, into the race against um uh into that race on behalf of flynn so a massive massive uh uh uh, defeat for sam sam bankman freed who needs to might want to reconsider his political donations
0: we'll we'll see you know what it always proves is money matters but it doesn't always it doesn't always get get the job done at the end of the day all right uh one quick thing i want to make sure to note We have a new job at Punchbowl News. We are announcing this morning, Jake, we are looking for a reporter to join us to cover how financial institutions and big players in finance operate in dc uh you can check out the details on that job uh at our website punchbowl.news you can join our growing editorial team work closely with jake brez heather max and christian uh we are very excited about this position and are really hopeful that we'll find uh, some good candidates out there
1: absolutely right we're very we're very excited about this apply encourage your friends to apply if you think they're the right fit and uh We're excited.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.